Blog Talk Radio. I was going to say, what the hell happened? I had just, uh, I couldn't, well, I don't know what just happened, but the uh, first of all, welcome to our Outsport podcast. I could not get the phone number to call in. I don't have it stored on my phone, and my internet went down, and I had to run into the garage and unplug and replug in, and then I came back over, and then for some reason it wouldn't let me, usually let me lets me fade the music a bit, we can start talking over the music, and then, so it wouldn't let me fade, I don't know. I don't know why, and 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 so here we are. Hi, Jim. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> that was a lot of technical difficulty. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we did a podcast, and uh, a lot has happened. Jim has had one of our big stories of the year with uh, Major League umpire Dale Scott coming out, and Jim and I always talk about how big we think a, a story could be. Uh, before it comes out, and I think we both thought it would be big, but I I didn't have any idea that it was going to be the monster that it was. Yeah, I thought it would be bigger than you thought, but I didn't think it would be as big as it was. I I think what's interesting about it is we often see this weird sort of split where this story about Dale was less big, in a sense, in the gay media than it was in the mainstream media. Yeah. And sometimes we say these stories where they're, you know, they're they're not major athletes and they're huge in the, in the, the gay media. And I think because neither of us is a huge baseball fan, I think maybe we didn't realize, I mean, in a sense, how big this was to people in baseball. Um, and so it got, I mean, it got written everywhere. It was the lead story in this sports section of the New York Times, the, you know, the next day. The great headline, this is website, you know, <laughs> uh, online website. Umpire tells online website he is gay well, well there's all those off, us, he just told the world I mean, but it was it was nice but it was so interesting that uh i mean the dale scott story is one that we've been kind of sweating because we knew about it for two months and yeah. because of a little it's a long story if you haven't seen it you know there was a picture in a referee magazine that's available only by subscription simply said dale and his longtime companion michael roush uh, that was the cut line, and it was nothing in the story about it, and no one else picked up on it except one of our readers who is himself a gay umpire in college baseball. And um, I decided to contact Dale first before just writing something about the picture because I you know, wanted to hear sort of more about him and his life. And 
he was a little bit really skittish just because it was right before the start of the playoffs and was kind of like, he said, I can't stop you from writing anything, but there's a, you know, the timing is terrible. So I kind of wrote him back because, hey, listen, I understand. Um, I'm gay too. I, I know that even though you don't want it to be, it could be the story before the playoffs coming out, you know, the first openly gay umpire. I said, hey, I'm going to write something, but I'll hold off if you'll talk to me at least. And I thought he would talk to me after the afterwards and basically say, I'll just let the picture speak for itself. But he was really expansive. We had a more than an hour-long interview, and his quotes were wonderful and very thoughtful. Um, and so I, that really kind of made the story that he was he was willing to talk about his relationship with his husband and his uh, situation in baseball. Um and he was really open about it, and it was also surprised me he wanted an email address at the end of the story, which we do for a lot of college and high school athletes, but I thought there's no way this umpire would want his email address out there, but he did, and he's gotten flooded with emails, and so far, apparently, literally only one negative email so far out of, I don't know, hundreds or thousands, but... Um, so he's really kind of embraced the idea that, you know, kind of, you know, once in, you're either, you know, it's like jumping into a pool. You can't just get a little bit wet. So once you're out, you might as well just kind of own it. And he owned his story and gave interviews to the New York Times. I saw USA Today. It was on local TV in Portland, Oregon. So um, it, was, it was really pretty cool how he kind of decided he wasn't he wasn't going to kind of half-ass this and say, in a sense, you know, I'm gay, but don't talk to me about it. It was like, yeah, I'll tell you about it. And uh, he got some great statements of support from uh, Bud Selig, and because baseball, as you know, said baseball knew about him for you know 20 years. It's not yeah. a secret, and we've heard about his name. I think it was guys at the Arizona flag football team that said they saw him in gay bars down there. Is it Good Time Charlie's in Phoenix? Is that a bar? I I, I don't know what the names of the bars are, but I know anyway, but I remember years that. ago that oh this you know this there's, there's this major league umpire who comes to the bar occasionally, maybe when he's in town. Um, so, um, anyway, it was, it was, it was, it was a great story and, uh, you know, he's going to make history next year. He'll be the first openly gay umpire to you know, call a baseball game and the first in, in, in the big, we always have to say the first male in the big four sports. Cause we have Violet Palmer who married her yep. lesbian partner in, in the NBA about a year ago. So did he talk to you about anybody ever asking him in the media? If he was gay, yeah, yeah, I did ask him. He said no. Nobody's ever asked him. Um, I think part of it is that umpires are a little bit separate. I mean, they they kind of stay at their own hotel. They're they clearly are friendly with the media, but it wasn't necessarily he would bring his partner to a media session on field. I mean, his partner partner's not a big sports fan, so he would go to some games, but he wasn't like he traveled around the country with Dale. He would he has an artist and he has his own career. So I think it was the kind of thing maybe the media never even kind of saw it. You know. The other umpires did because Dale would bring, as he said, you can't keep telling him it's your roommate after a certain point. You know, you keep taking him to events and, oh, this is my roommate, Mike. Um, and he said other umpires would stay with him in Portland when, you know, with him and Mike when they would come for, you know, they'd have like skull sessions and stuff. Um, but he just said all the umpires kind of just knew. But the media, I think, wasn't really kind of focused on it. It wasn't like, oh, is Dale gay? Or Although I guess Richard Justice of Major League Baseball, who's a longtime writer, he had a column yesterday, and he said he's known for a while that Dale was gay. So there you go. Well, it seems like a lot of people knew, and whether they actually did know or not, and just saying that now. I mean, it's a lot of the comments on Facebook or whatever were, oh, you know, everybody knew that. And, 
so you know it's uh, it's it's hard to discern who really knew and and who yeah. just kind of wants to look like they were in the know. Um, yeah, baseball yeah, news. The hierarchy about. in baseball knew clearly. I mean, his his bosses knew for a fact. I mean, Dale never hit it. He was his partner was on their domestic partnership uh, policy when that was instituted. So that was never a secret. With the rest of them, it's kind of like yeah, people kind of like wanting to say they knew after the fact, but. Uh, it was just great. It was, it was great. Been the statements of simply, he's a great umpire. He's a great guy. I got emails from some of his friends saying, you know, one of the nicest people they've ever met, and I got that from talking to him. He was just genuinely friendly and very interesting. Great storyteller, and I, I love the one fact he told me that he's done the voicemails for 15 of his fellow umpires on their cell phones right. because he has a he was a former radio disc jockey, so he has a great voice, and so. Um, but anyway, so it was, it was a sort of an unexpectedly big story, meaning that, you know, you never know when these things will hit. And, um, and I'm curious to see if it'll if he'll inspire other people to do the same, you know, other umpires or, you know, referees in other sports. Or um, Clearly, baseball has had one for 20 years, and it's not been a problem. And we know of at least one other because the guy used to write a column for us years ago. Remember Ump 25 and his yeah. Ask the Ump column? So. And it wasn't Dale Scott. Long-time readers like Joe and Philly came on and said, oh, is this, is this the same as I'm 25? And I said, nope. So um, at least in the officials' ranks, and, and you're becoming a – you are a, a high school official now, and if you reach the uh, college football or NFL, you'll be the organically the first openly gay. <laughs> but you're not going to have to have yeah, a coming out. Somebody, will be, somebody better beat me to it. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, well, it's funny. Somebody, I've seen a couple people say, "Oh, well, you know, Dale might hear epithets now." Or I think, I think Dave Pallone might have said, "Oh, you know, he's he might hear some anti-gay stuff from fans." And <laughs> um, I've already heard, just in two years of youth and high school football, everything you could possibly hear. In fact, this this season, one of the players in the field called the head referee. Uh, a faggot, and the referee threw him out of the game. Said so that, that wow. language is not going to be tolerated. So it's, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm not sure what Dale could possibly hear that he has not already heard. Referees and umpires aren't generally regarded as the highlights of a game. Usually, they're the guy who gets out of the way of your team winning or causes your team to lose. So. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, if any player said anything, I'd be stunned because, for starters, he would clearly be severely sanctioned. I mean, there's no way baseball would tolerate that. Um, and, yeah, you may hear some fans say it, but I kind of think these days you may have some fans kind of pushing back against that fan, you know. like um, So I, I, think, I think somebody said, you know, an umpire has a pretty much a thick skin, so he's hurt it all, and like you said, I, I, this is not going to be a problem, and uh, may, maybe 20 years ago when Dave Pallone was there, it may have been more of an issue. But, I mean, if everybody knows already about Dale, it's not like it's, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, we have a gay guy in our midst. It's, you know, is his crewmen and noted. So uh, I would be very surprised if anything is ever said by on player knows simply. He, player knows he'll get ejected. I mean, you, you cannot say those things. Yeah. You'll, you'll get ejected. Well, yeah, you, you can't know, even so. say it to a guy you have no idea. You know, if you can just say it to someone in, in, in random, even not specifically gay, it'd still get you ejected and clearly would get you fined, probably get you suspended. You know, there's all these sort of things that would happen these days. So, um, And uh, he's a big Oregon Duck fan, so he's hoping 
they win tomorrow and reach the uh, the final four of college football. Well, I think we're, we're I think we're both hoping that the, the, there's a Pac-10 in the final Pac-10 team in the final four. That would be that would be sweet. Uh, did, so so Dale lives in Oregon still. He lives in Portland. He grew up in Eugene and lives in Portland. Well, geez, and we're there in – oh, no, well, of course he won't be there Yeah, I was going to say, we're there in June, but he'll probably be – he ain't going to be – Portland doesn't have a team, which he said made it in some way a little bit easier for him to keep a private life robustly open because when he'd go home, pretty much nobody knew him as Dale the Ump because there's no team in Portland. Yeah, well, and it's it's funny, though, I never heard anybody in Portland, our friends at Nike, ever mention him. I wonder if he – if he knows the people there or they know of him, I guess it's still a big community in Portland. Yeah, exactly. And he's there. I mean, most of the season he's not there. He's he's traveling a lot, and there there's now stint at the major league offices uh, in New York. So he's pretty much not that much home during the the during the baseball season, only in the off season. And then he splits time did, between that and Palm Springs. Did he mention? Whether he was whether he had heard stuff from players or or fans before, if that if he if that even entered no, his he, mind. No, he said he never. I, I he said he never heard anything from anybody. He said he he thinks maybe some teams players maybe know just because people talk, but he's never heard anything on the field about um, you know him being gay. Uh, mm. now, there was a story in the New York Daily News quoting two anonymous former players who said one said they knew and they said guys would snicker behind his back, but. You know, I don't even know what that means in a sense in, in terms of the, of the game itself. It's like they probably snicker behind everybody's back. So, um. yeah. Well, that's that's cool, and it's been a, it's been a. I mean, in the past, in December, we've had very little activity of athletes coming up, but this year, it's it, this year so far in December, it's been a lot. This this week, we had um, yeah, we had a great one. Dale and I'll, ch- I'll chime in. Sid had one great one today. Uh, uh, silver medalist Olympic figure skater Eric Ratford, so uh, from Canada. Well, what's neat about Eric is that he's in the middle of the competition season, and 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 he will in all likelihood be at the 2018 Winter Olympics. He's a three-time Canadian champion so far, and apparently he's 29. But apparently, with pairs figure skating, the gold medalists, Olympic gold medalists, are often in their mid 30s. So you kind of get better with age so so that's uh you know it's a good it's a great sign that you know he could i mean have an openly gay male figure skater in the 2018 winter olympics and between now and then we'll have a lot of grand prix and world championships to to cheer him on for that's kind of amazing he's the first right would he be the first openly gay olympian to compete as a figure skater yeah Yeah, it's still kind of stunning when you think of there have been so many in the sport we've known about but no one has done it I mean, Johnny Weir, you know, did his wink, wink, nod, nod, but never addressed it directly. But yeah, this would be kind of, kind of amazing. And and the guy's a silver medal to his name, so he's not he's not yeah. like you know he's a guy finishing fortieth. Yep. Yep. Well, it's and and you know we'll be cheering this weekend for another openly gay athlete. Robbie Rogers plays in M for the MLS Cup and uh, with the LA Galaxy, which is. You know, six months ago, that seemed unlikely that that the LA Galaxy would be in this position, or that Robbie would be starting for the team. He was injured. He wasn't playing particularly well. He's playing fine, but 
but now he's 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 a totally different player and he'll be playing for a, 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 a league championship. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, he wrote that coming out piece on a you know personal blog. I think the middle of the night in England, and I mean, his career is over. He's going to retire. It was like this. It was a. It was great that he came out, but it had a real sadness to it. And then I remember I looked. I found some quote I gave the USA Today that day, and I said, "I wonder if after a couple months of kind of setting back, he may actually find he can go back into the sport." Because Robbie just thought he had no chance. And now look at him. He's had a great season um, for the Galaxy. I mean, his. And they're in the MLS final on Sunday. Well, somebody who saw this coming the whole way is Josie Becker from LAG Confidential, who I remember telling me a year and a half ago that eh, Rogers might take a while to catch on with his team, but this was it. This was a trade for the future, and Josie joins us now to gloat. She was right all along. Hi, Josie. Hello. I remember that day very well. It was his introductory press conference, and I, you know, it was not uh, an immediate paid-off trade, but it has certainly paid off uh, in the long term. So, Josie, tell us what specifically on the field, for a lot of maybe our, our fans who don't follow the MLS, like what has, what has Robbie done um, for the Galaxy? What are his contributions as a player on the field? Well, you know, he was brought in kind of to provide some uh, offensive distribution as a wide midfielder, and then he had all those injuries. So really, this year has been kind of a retooling for him, and he's focusing on a position that he really had only played in, you know, spot starts, emergency kind of situations before, uh, and that's as an outside uh, defender. Um, for people who don't follow that much soccer, is the player that has mostly defensive responsibilities, but also has to get up the field a lot uh, and, and be involved with the offensive attack as well. So Robbie really had to work on his uh, on his defensive positioning um, and being a part of uh, stopping teams getting forward. And he's been really great at that. You know, he's the kind of guy now who will have, you know, three clearances and interceptions and, uh, tackles just about every game, um, and that for for a defender is is great. That's you know a good ten attacks that you're stopping every game, um, and so he, he's really improved uh, over the season. The more time he's gotten uh, as as a fullback, and um, it's 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 shown. It's created some great results. Have you talked to him or or, or anybody on the team? Wow. I mean, he wasn't. He just wasn't great, and then he switches positions. And I mean, was it a light bulb went off, or these were these were always the skills that he had, and they weren't utilizing them well enough? Yeah, I think he's always had this potential, and it wasn't just you know he had the injuries last year, but there was also that time he took off after he came out. So he really kind of had to get back into the swing of things in a lot of ways, and I think what's been the key this year is just that consistency of not having these breaks where he's, you know, taking this time off and having to heal up and all that stuff. Like just being able to go and play every week, that can have a huge uh, uh, difference on the way a, a person's playing. And, you know, he kind of, it was about June when he got that left back position as the, that that is now your 
position, and, and you know, so that's you know that first half of the season really wasn't getting the regular time to kind of establish himself. Now, the reason obviously you're on, and we do the podcast. We're a gay-themed website. Robbie is known to our readers because he's gay, and yet. The, the thing that's happened that we've Sid and I've always said is going to happen once the hubbub dies down is Robbie Rogers is a is a soccer player. He, he, every story does not or stories don't say anyway. Robbie Rogers, comma the gay soccer player for the Galaxy had two goals. They simply <laughs> refer to him as Robbie Rogers, and they may do a story on the side about you know the same way they do a personal story about any other athlete. So do you see the kind of thing that that's been like? It, he's been mainstreamed in a sense, which is a real positive thing. I, I would absolutely say that, you know, he, he's, uh, I mean, and I guess because the book just came out, I think a lot of that stuff is probably going to come up again uh, during the the media frenzy that is MLS Cup built up. I mean, it's not nothing like a Super Bowl week in the NFL, but, you know, all the national guys are out and everyone's read the book, and so now there's going to be a lot of questions on, you know, how that transition has happened for him, but I think at least amongst the local media, it's sort of he's just he's another one of the players. You know, the questions are more about will you be ready to go? You know, what are you guys expecting? That sort of thing. Well, what can we expect from this game, Josie? I mean, the, the Galaxy are hosting it. They're going for their fifth MLS Cup. The Revolution has never won. What is this a game a done deal? Well, you know, the league isn't that old. You know, we're we're, we're still teenagers out there. Um, but in that short amount of time, you know, this is the ninth time that the Galaxy have qualified for the final, and they've won four. And Revolution have been there. This is, I think, it's either they've been four times or this is their fourth time. But they, yeah, they've always been a bride, but never a bride. Um, but you know that. That history doesn't matter so much since it is such a young league. Like what happened in 1996? Like who cares anymore? Um, you know, New England is a very strong side. Uh, they brought in uh, Jermaine Jones, a World Cup hero, uh, mm-hmm. in the mid-season window, and he's really bolstered their central uh, midfield defense. Um, and it's much harder to score on them now. And they have an MVP candidate uh, in Lee Lee Wen. You know he didn't win the award, Robbie Keane of the Galaxy ended up winning a league MVP. But, you know, Lee went as a great goal scorer um, and always a threat. So it's not going to be uh, as a walk in the park. It's definitely going to be two well-balanced teams um, and well-balanced for, for the playoffs, which are a very unique situation. You know, you, they, got, they, they each had a week to prepare for an opponent that they didn't know who it was until Sunday. So that, why do they have, uh, do they have a one-game final when I think in the uh, the conference finals they have like an aggregate? Yeah, it's aggregate in both of the previous legs. And it's really, you know, MLS has experimented with this play mat, playoff format, I'd say, every other year. You know, there were times when they did three-game series. Um, now it's kind of coalesced around how tournaments are usually run in Europe and that's sort of if you think of it not as like American style playoffs but as a postseason tournament it it follows more in that vein where you have these aggregate series where you know the goals kind of all have one total over two games um there's this 
they started this year using the away goals rule, where that's a tiebreaker if they finish tied on aggregate, and that's how the Galaxy advanced past Seattle. Um, and then it's just tradition that the, the final kind of has that one-off format, and you get to build it up like a second time it's the Super Bowl, and it's not an NFL talk. But anyway, um, it's, you know, it, it's just having that event is a, a big deal, and you wouldn't get that with a two-legged series. Well, I'm headed to the game uh, this this Sunday. I'm sure I'll see you there. What what do I need to think about as I'm as I'm covering this game? Um, think about the fact that it is actually cold for Los Angeles. <laughs> so bring gloves. I'm sorry. Uh, cold. It's going to be seventy. Uh, it's going to be seventy-one. It's. I'm wearing a sweater right now. I, I oh, might well, die. Well, Sid runs cold also. He'll have a parka on, but it's going to be 71 <laughs> degrees on Sunday. I, I, I'm just. I'm just putting it out there <laughs> that you. It, it's frostbitten. Um, no, it, it's. It's going to be uh, fast-paced. You know, the Galaxy faced uh, New England once this year. I know it was a five-to-one blowout, but they didn't have. Uh, Jermaine Jones at that point, so I think it's going to be a lot of trying to fill each other out, you know, feel how that's going to work. And, you know, the midfield is really where the game kind of happens and gets established, so that's going to be an important battle to watch and see who can kind of take control of the midfield um, and who can control uh, the way the ball goes forward. So give us a pick. Um, I, I mean, my, She's not going to pick the my revolution, advice, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna take the revolution. I'm not even gonna say it out loud. I'm super, so superstitious. No, I'm I'm gonna go with Galaxy three one. You know, I think it'll be Blowout. KG <laughs> for soccer. Yeah, um, it'll be KG at first, um, but once the dam breaks, I think it'll be a bit of a downpour. All right. Well, we will uh, we will see you there, and hopefully. Uh... I will I will bring my parka and a shawl and a, a, a little blanket to lay over my legs. Is the press box inside? Please tell me at least that. The pre- there, uh, there, part of it's outside, part of it's inside. Uh, overflow happens to be stuck outside. So, yeah, um, be sure to think about covering your laptop. Just a little top tip there uh, if it is raining. It's going to be 71 and sunny. God, you you two sound like it's being played in the Arctic. (laughs) I'm in my house with two sweaters and a long sleeve shirt on right now. So I, that's just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. It's really rough. It's rough in California. All right, Josie. Well, thank you for joining us and, and I'll see you Sunday. Okay. Thanks guys. Bye. That's Josie Becker from LAGconfidential.com, which is a, a part of the SB Nation family. I met Josie back at the oh, when Robbie Rogers was introduced by the team back in what was it April May, God, May of last year. Yeah, May of uh, 2013. And she did from day one. She said, "Oh, don't you worry. This is going to work out well." And she's. I I have to believe. I think there was one point about nine months ago. I wrote her an email said, um, "What's going on?" She didn't respond, so I think she got a little worried. But it's all paid off with Robbie Rogers. Well, it's interesting about Robbie, and this is a real quick tease about our coming out stories. I have a uh, high school soccer, all state soccer player, um, 
in a rural part of the country who one of his inspirations for coming out is Robbie Rogers. So, you know, people like Robbie have had great influences on people. When is that coming? Um, whenever I get the story, whenever he gets the story written. <laughs> but I mean, just it's you know, it's a, a little tease. The, the the guy went to the homecoming dance with uh, the homecoming king, and that's how we kind of one of how one of his coming outs was dancing with the homecoming king. So, wow, that's cool. But anyway, so it's, it's you know it's part of the country you wouldn't expect, and but it's it's Robbie was sort of the inspiration, and I think we keep hearing this that these guys do this stuff, and a lot of times people, I mean it's a story for a while, and people drop off, but to people in that sport, we often heard that people in that sport say, I can identify with that as another soccer player or another basketball player, or another football player. Um, yep. So Robbie's Robbie's done a lot of good just by being who he is. Yeah, well, it's good, it's good for him, and it's good for all those kids that, that it helps me. Have, yeah, it's been a crazy month already for people coming out on Outsports, and we have we have several more coming the rest of the month. So we're going to – and we don't like to run stuff, you know, as it gets closer to Christmas, but we might end up having to. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much the week of Christmas is dead, but we have two more weeks where we can run stuff. So keep on reading Outsports. Yeah. Um. All right, well, yeah, so I'll be at, uh, you'll be watching football on on Sunday, and I will be at the MLS Cup Finals. We will check back next week. Well, you'll be watching football, too. What's that? I'll be watching football, too. Yes, you'll be watching the real football, though. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, All right, well, that's all the time we have this week. Uh, We will talk to you next week. 